Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. I am Dr. Anna, your host, the Girlfriend Doctor. And this is a place where we really work to improve our health, awaken our minds, nourish our bodies, embrace the best and healthiest relationships and shine from the inside out. So welcome again. And today in this month of March, we are talking about resilience. How do we build ourselves up? How do we reinvent ourselves, recreate ourselves? You know, let the past go. Go, you know, stay in the past and focus on the present and re-envision a future that is magnificent, healthier, stronger than we can even imagine. Recently in the Girlfriend Doctor Clubhouse, we had a beautiful discussion on relationships and and this month of February was Relationship Reset Month. And one of the members, Suzanne, she said, you know, Dr. Hannah, I thought my marriage was fine, but I'm realizing that there are some areas that could use some, you know, resurfacing, some rebooting, and intentionally to change some mindset around some things that I've kind of let, let go, just let, you know, hang out, hang on, or just deal with and ignore. And that's really not gonna help us have the healthiest relationships and that's what we want. So from Relationship Reset Month of February to now the month of resilience in March, what I am sharing with you this month is a dear friend of mine, JJ Virgin. I've known JJ since early 2000 and we've been through some experiences together and I've spent the last two New Year's with her and just love her as a dear friend, but also as an incredible mentor, as a coach and as a leader in the health space and bringing integrative and nutritional and fitness cutting edge strategies into into our lives, into your lives. I know you've heard of her. She's written so many books. She has most recently written The Warrior Mom. And this is an entire book about mindset and how we can recreate ourselves. So in, in today's two segments for the Girlfriend Doctor Show, she talks about her story and some concrete actions that she took to help her along the way transform a significant trauma into something that has been a healing and highly impactful positive experience in her life and we never want those traumas but then it's like life we're not guaranteed to to have any traumas every one of us will it's what we do with that and and what does make us grow stronger in the second segment we're talking about 
three, actually four key concrete um, steps that we can take on a regular basis to work into that muscle of resilience, to be stronger so that no matter what comes our way, we can experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. So I'm glad you're here with me and welcome to the show. Let's bring JJ on. Well, welcome JJ to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. I am thrilled to have one of my dearest girlfriends on the show with me. Thanks for being here. I know, dearest and longest running. <laughs> dearest and longest round man we just we keep yep. circling each other which i love it i love right. it and i, I spent two new years in a row celebrating it in with you i mean that's the way <laughs> to do it and that's really brings us into mindset setting your intentions for the year you know recognizing last year what did we anticipate this pandemic or what I know. Think about the, the, when we rang in 2020 and how we rang it in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, what happened? Um, and then how we rang in 2021, which was, all right, now we're going to get super intentional after what just happened, right? It's so true. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where this whole concept of mindset and how we have this resilience, how do we thrive during times of significant stress and everyone's experiencing it different at different levels and not to be compared one with the other, but you've been through some major trauma in your life and are one of the most resilient women that I've ever met in my entire life and such a giver and you know, leader to help others along in their journeys in so many ways from health. I mean, man, way back in early 2000, right? It was weight loss resistance and health and nutrition and food sensitivities and the list goes on. And I'd like you to share a little bit about your personal story. Yes. I think you and I probably rival each other for, um, for going through challenges and becoming resilient. It's not really a contest that I would want to be winning at, you know? Um, and when I tell this story, one of the things I always hear, Anna, is people go, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And I would challenge you to rethink that to, we actually have no idea what we're capable of. And I believe we are so much stronger than we think. And uh, it's so important to build your growth mindset because this life is not about how how things how you show up when things are easy like it's it's easy like if it's sunny outside and you get flowers and it's a beautiful day and you're a nice person well big deal but when things are really challenging and and struggling and you show up strong that is a big deal the good news is you can train for it so every single challenge you've ever gone through in your life think of that as training Think of that just like you took your mindset to the gym, almost like you were taking your body to the gym. So this story that I'm gonna share, the important thing is, is that it wasn't my first challenging event, fortunately. And I had been trained by an amazing mindset coach in my 30s on how to handle challenging situations. So I think like most people out here who have kids, I always thought, well, I can handle anything as long as my kids are okay. And when my older son was 16, I have two boys. My younger son was 15, Bryce. My older son, Grant, was 16. And we've been having so many challenges with Grant over the years. He'd really struggled uh, with behavioral problems, but he'd finally gotten on track. And so he was home. And I remember he was really angry that afternoon because his dad had said he couldn't go out and do karate and and we were divorced and i wanted to make sure like you know you always hate that where parents say different things so i always made sure i was backing up his dad 
And so I was like, well, you'll go tomorrow. And he stormed out of the house. It was just turning dusk and said, mom, I'm not as strong as you think I am. Stormed out of the house, slammed the door. The next time I saw Grant, about 90 minutes later, he was lying on a stretcher in the ER in Palm Springs. He, had a, he was on a ventilator. He had a tube coming out of his head to manage the pressure on his brain. He'd had uh, major, major car accidents. Uh, someone had hit and run, hit him crossing the street. So they think maybe the car was going 40 miles an hour. No one knows for sure because the person sped off. And um, he was literally left for dead in the street. When we got there, he had bones sticking through his skin. I remember looking at this, Anna, going, thinking wow. I was looking at a movie. And I think that's what we do. I think we go, nope, not real, not real. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, there were bones sticking through his skin. He was covered in road rash. He was on that ventilator, the tube coming out of his brain, everything's beeping. And the doctor says, you know, you're just going to have to let him go. He's got this severe traumatic brain injury. And he also has this torn aorta and the surgery he needs in order to repair this aorta before it bursts, we can't do it. And he'll never survive the airlift to the hospital he needs to go to, which was Harbor UCLA. It was maybe a 30, 45 minute helicopter right away. He'll never survive that. And even if he were to survive that, he'll never survive the surgery. I mean, talk about like, this is the worst doctor you want to be around, right? You're probably, your doctor self is probably going, ah, and then he said, and even if he were to survive both those, he'd be so brain damaged, it wouldn't be worth it. Man, and just to be faced <sighs> with those words and this, right. all this reality change, you know. Oh it, my gosh. I know Bryce was looking at this going, I guess I'm an only son now. And uh, we're listening to this doctor though. And Bryce, my son Bryce is this um, math whiz, but it didn't really take a math whiz to, to figure this one out. He's like looking at the doctor and he says, maybe there's a 0.25% chance he'd make it. And the doctor looked at him and said, really gravely, like, that's about right, son. Like, you know, who would take those odds? And Bryce looks at him and goes, we'll take those odds. Good. And he said, Good. you know, that's not zero. And literally think about it in life. We tend to focus on that 99.75% over there. Like, you know, what could go wrong? What's gonna, instead of going, I just need a little hope, like just the littlest glimmer, just the littlest possibility. What if instead of focusing on all the things that could go wrong or weren't working, if you just grabbed a hold of the one thing that was possible, that that hope, the thing that could work, and that's what we chose to do, which I, I don't really see any other thing to choose there, right? I mean, what other choice would you make? So we chose that. And uh, man, Anna, when I drove to, to LA that night in the middle of the night, I didn't know what I would see when I got there. Like, I didn't know if, if he'd survive the airlift. We had no way of knowing. And we get to this hospital. We walk into this, these, this prep room. There are five surgical teams prepping him a doctor had taken the call in the middle of the night, had gotten a hold of a stint that was not even available anymore, that, that hadn't been, you know, he said, I just was going to ask for forgiveness because he'd been using it, but it hadn't been used on kids. He recruited all the rest of the teams, saved my son's life. And, you know, I remember standing in the hospital as I'm getting ready to go through what I have no idea it's going to be. Like when you're in a situation like this, I don't know if my son's ever going to wake up out of the coma. The neurosurgeons were like, we don't think he's going to wake up. I don't know who's going to wake up if he does wake up. I don't know if he's going to be able to walk, see, nothing. I know nothing. 
And I'm standing there and I'm holding his finger and I say finger because everything else was bandaged or cast. So I've got a finger and that's all I can touch. And, um, you know, I, I'm saying, Grant, I love you so much. And, you know, all you can hear is the machines beeping and his breath and, and uh, no response. And the nurses go, you're not going to hear anything. He's in a deep coma and, you know, with pity. And, and then I said, Bryce loves you so much. And I felt a little squeeze and I thought, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so delirious. And then I said, your grandmother loves you so much. And I felt nothing. And then I said, your girlfriend, Mackenzie, loves you so much. She, she says, come home. And Grant squeezed my finger and tried to pick it up off the bed. And you know what, wow. Anna? I was like, <sighs> game on, you know, <laughs> right, game on, on. <laughs> right? Yep. I was like, okay, Grant listen, this is what we're going to do. You're going to be 110%. I just need you to fight. I'm going to pull in every resource I can to to do this. And um, I just kept that picture as insanely implausible as it was of seeing my son. It's called future pacing. I saw him absolutely healed and better than before the accident. That's what I kept in my brain every day. I wouldn't even let any other vision than that get in my brain. And, you know, he was in the hospital four and a half months. They wanted him in longer. We took him out. And then he was in rehab. And then he was in all sorts of therapies. And yeah. literally, it took eight years to get to the point where I can say he's 110%. But, yeah. but we got there. It doesn't and matter family, how much. And your family is amazing. You're, you know, in, in so many ways have had so many blessings since then. And man, I remember JJ when he got the phone call, when I got that phone call and I was like, oh my God, you know, and your entire community just lifted mm-hmm. up your voices in prayer. Man, prayer helps, prayer helps. And, and just being able to intervene, it was crazy because I'd just been doing research on IV progesterone and traumatic brain injury. And I was like, man, let's get him on some progesterone. And, and we and did. Then, <laughs> It makes a difference. And these Mm -hmm. things, it's like how we were brought together. And one thing I don't know if you know or not, but that accident that was happened, um, it was September, October, 2012. Was September 10th, 2012. Because I remember thinking he was going to die on September 11th. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like. (sighs) Yep, yep. And, you know, for me, it was a huge trigger having lost my son, Garrett, and you, my dear friend, going through this on, you know, teetering on the edge, you know, and, and just feeling the, the, you know, confusion and the pain and the, the hurt and all of that, that was really just um, such a, um, just such a transformative time in, in so many ways and just having to hope and pull up all the resources and kind of have to live through that trauma again and, and to continue the healing journey that I'd been on um, was what, that, what, what your situation really ignited in me. Like my life had to change. And, um, and that realization was, was part, of, part of my intersection with your story as well. So one of the things you find when you go through these things, and, and I, I'll never forget you texting me in that hospital, and I immediately was like, got a hold of progesterone through Dr. Pruden's hall. I'm like, help, you know? Um, but, you know, these experiences, you always hear that phrase, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And you're like, oh, poo-poo. But it's so darn true. I, I remember, Anna, I was sitting around the family dinner table with my ex-husband and my son Bryce and son Grant and we all agreed 
that it was the most transformational thing that has ever happened to us. As a family, we're so much stronger as um, individuals were so much stronger. And the reality is, you know, as you go through these super challenging things, if you work through them and there are ways you can work through them to do this, if you do that, the other side is amazing. And you just want to work through the steps as quickly as possible to get to the other side as quickly yeah. as possible, right? So true. We're going to come back and talk about those steps in, uh, in just a minute. One thing I want to emphasize is it is just one right next step after another. It's learning this and having faith and powering through and just knowing that there there is there is a better there is a better tomorrow. There can be a better tomorrow. It's hard to see, and I know many people are experiencing loss and trauma change in lives. I mean, here at the time of this recording, we're in a snowstorm in Dallas, and and some um, people's homes have been you know, damage, roofs falling in without, you know, heat and I mean, just amazing traumas that are happening. So what is one thing that we can do when we're facing in this situation that you did, you said you future, future pacing. Mm -hmm. And tell us about like, well, hold on, practice this future, future pacing. The future pacing was basically only allowing myself to see Grant at 110% and a really in vivid color create that life that he was going to live. Like see us together, see him as a grown man, see him happy, seeing him in a relationship, seeing him, you know, in a career that he, that he loved, like just seeing him where, where he was flourishing and every time, you know, I'm in a hospital, there are literally a, a little girl coded in the bed next to him while we were there. I was covering his ears. I had music going on, um, shielding him. But I was not allowing myself to get the what if syndrome, which is so easy to do. What if he never wakes up? What if he can't walk? What if he, what if, what if, what if? And I kept saying, you know, as long as he is alive, we have, we have possibilities. We have options. So I'm just going to stay there and focused on the next thing, you know, is it progesterone? Is it fish oil? Is it acupressure? Is it prayer from every religion? I took them all in. You know, what is the next thing that I can do? What can I do to make a difference? And that's all I did was like, saw that future thing and took a step, then took a next step, then took a next step. And uh, sometimes I had no idea if there was any ground underneath me as I took that next step, but you just take the next step. Yep. Yep, I agree. And so as um, as our viewers here are watching and listening to the show, think right now, like what is what is an obstacle? What are you facing? What's a hardship, a, a block in your life, a challenging situation, maybe a challenging person? What's the one next right step you can take right now and um, to go move in this positive direction to the vision, the future pacing vision that you idealize to be the outcome? How the, maybe it's a, challenging time with your with your mate think how can we make this a beautiful tight strong loving nourishing relationship how can we recreate our job our career our financial uh, prosperity and uh, you know 
Maybe it's our own personal health. So whatever it is for you guys right now, write this down, write your one next right step, get that future pacing, that vision and feel it, feel what that feels like when you're, when you're seeing the situation like JJ did for her son, just being at his 110%. So see it, feel it and share it with me. Well, we'll be back in just a minute to talk about the three key concrete practices that you, every one of us can take to become even more resilient. We'll be right back. Thanks for being here on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Girlfriend Doctor Show, bringing on one of my dear girlfriends today, JJ Virgin. If you heard the last episode, that is the story of resilience. JJ shared her powerful story about her traumatic experience when her son Grant was hit by a runaway car and on life support and really projected to not survive the situation. She held in and with much prayer, community support, foresight, and what we talked about last, visioning, and just taking one next right step at a time. She has been able to see her, her family amazingly restored, her son at 110% and so much stronger. She's here with us today to share three concrete steps to increasing our resilience, to be able to face these obstacles and make amazing, unbelievable transformation despite what we're facing at the moment. Welcome back, JJ. Good to be back. Well, let's start with like some really key concrete exercises or concrete steps that we can take. If we can conceptualize, okay, and you know, I'm in the midst of trauma or someone I know dearly is in the midst of a very traumatic experience. They've lost someone they love or, or facing a diagnosis or losing their, like my cousin just now lost her, her home. The ceiling fell in from the um, ice storm here in in um, Dallas, Texas. And so like we're facing these things. How do we make through it? How do we build right. ourselves think, up? Here's the thing that we know for sure. We are gonna go through things. Like, like no one's gonna escape any of this stuff, whether it's caretaking for your kids, for your parents, you know, facing challenges with your health, with finances, with career. I mean, it's, it's kind of a one thing we know for sure that we all share in common is we're going to be challenged. And I, I believe that with the right steps, we're actually never better than when we're challenged. You just need to have those steps in place before you get here. And that's what's important. I was really lucky, Anna. Um, at the age of 30, I had a mentor who was gonna help me be successful in business. And unbeknownst to me, that was the secondary effect. Her, the first thing she taught me and trained me on for six months straight was mindset because her belief was you couldn't be successful in business or life unless your mindset was correct. So when Grant got hit, these things were so ingrained in me that it was immediately how I responded. Like to respond when Grant got hit and say, he's gonna be 110% would not probably be a normal response had I not gone through this training. So this gal's name was Kay Smith. And the first thing that she taught me was about, first thing she taught me was about limiting beliefs, that the only limitations are the limitations in your mind, hence the 110%. So that was super helpful uh, because she's so ingrained in me that your perceptions become reality. You know, you get what you think and, and that everything is created twice. 
So, you know, if you want to really change your experiences, change your beliefs. So you could see why I managed everything so carefully in the way that I, you know, thought. You'd been through an exercise program to do it, right? You'd right. Training yourself. Oh my gosh. Mm. The first thing she had me do was put rubber bands around my wrist. And anytime I had a limiting belief, I was to snap them. Ooh. And so, you know, when you really look at it, saying my son who is lying in a coma with 13 fractures, literally bone sticking through his skin, and they're telling me he's not going to wake up and he'll die in the next 24 hours. And I'm saying he's going to be 110% is, I mean, sounds like a crazy person. And they looked at me like I was a crazy person. But had I not been coached by her to, to say, okay, well, he's still alive. You know, I mean, if he was dead, I couldn't say, oh, the only limitation, but he's still alive. And so I thought, well, if I fall short, it's better than just letting him go right here. So only limitations are the limitations in your mind. And um, one of the things I love that uh, my girlfriend, Mary Morrissey talks about is everything is created twice. So you have to see it here in order for it to happen. So really work on what you're seeing. Super duper important. Okay. And we, that's completely within our control. The next thing, and I did this every single morning, because this is the next thing Kay taught me to do, was to wake up in gratitude. Now, when your son is lying in a hospital, hovering between life and death, and you don't know every day what you're coming to, you could see this could potentially be some challenge, a challenging thing to do. But she trained me every morning to pull out a journal, physically pull out a journal, not a phone, not a laptop, pull out a journal, and with a pen, write down at least three things you're grateful for because it shifts your physiology. It shifts everything. So every morning I would get up and I would write down and you'd say, Oh my gosh, you're so busy. I'm like, it took a minute to write right. down three things. I was great. Like, like, doesn't matter if you're busy, this is key critical. It affects your immune system, your happiness, your mental health, everything. Write down three things you're grateful for. Now, if you want to write down more awesome, but you come up with at least three, you woke up, you got one, right? So I was like, I woke up, got one, roof overhead, got two, turned on the lights, I've got three. I mean, you can find them, no You're matter done, how challenging right. things are, right? Yeah. So, so always did that. Now in that, um, that was kind of the first part of that whole thing was, was gratitude. I've got more that goes with that, that I call my jam challenge, but I'm just going to talk about the gratitude piece there. So first thing is, is manage your thoughts, thoughts create right? The only limitations are the limitations of your mind. Second thing is gratitude, writing it down, waking up in gratitude, super important. The third one I did not learn from her. I learned from our friend, my, one of my besties, Dave Asprey. And um, it was very interesting. So Grant was the victim. I don't even like to use the word victim. I always say there are no victims, only volunteers. Grant was the victor of a hit and run because uh, as my ex-husband likes to say, you know, car zero, grant one. <laughs> so he was hit by a car that sped off. And so many people, Anna said, um, are you going to go after the woman? Like, where's the woman? We need to do something about that woman. First of all, no one ever found the woman. They, they, some of my friends from the desert said, hey, we want to start a reward fund to find this woman. And I'm like, why don't you start a, re a reward fund to take care of my son? Like, like, who, what difference will that make in anything? And we don't actually know what happened. What if my son walked out in front of that car? Like, we don't know what was going on. You go that her hitting him isn't, and, and us holding her accountable isn't relevant. 
when I realized, I always thought that I didn't have an issue with her, that I forgave her. But what Dave taught me is that forgiveness is a very active process. And if you have energy around something, then you probably need to go through this process. And it's so key critical to do this. I talk about this in Warrior Mom, about the idea that forgiveness sets you free. You know, when people talk about forgiving someone, they think that it helps the other person. It has nothing to do with the other person. It is only to do with you. The person who is held in jail from this, by this, is you, not that other right, person. Right. You don't right, have to tell the other right. person you forgave mm -hmm. them. You just go through the process to forgive them and it will release you. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Forgiveness does not mm -hmm. mean reconciliation. That's important. So forgiveness as an active process, will you talk, walk us through that? Yeah. So it's actually, I did it at this thing that Dave has called 40 years of Zen, where they, you put um, electrodes on your head and then there's a computer that's watching your brain waves. So you can't cheat. It knows if you are. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know yeah. what I was getting myself into when Davey's like, you need to come do 40 years of Zen. And he said, it's like 40 years of meditation in a week. Now I'm, I was like, right on. That sounds great. I didn't really know what it was. And what it is, is you get, you get into this computer with this thing on your head and it's measuring your brain waves to teach you how to raise your alpha creative brain waves through forgiveness. That's how powerful forgiveness is. Wow. It, can shift, it can change your brain. And so they have a whole process where you first pick your judge and jury. So, and then you pick the place that you want your judge and jury in the, the, the court, your courthouse, whatever, maybe it's like Maui, maybe it's a real courthouse, whatever makes, makes you happy. So you've got your judge and jury, you've got the location. And then you bring out the person who you're charging with the crime and you bring them out and you charge them with the crime and you, you go for it. You tell them everything they did, how it made you feel. And you just keep doing this until the computer looking at your brainwaves kind of sees that you've just kind of run out of steam. <laughs> you know, it's like at first it's like it does it in music. So it's like, Rah! and then it'll just kind of go. Ah. And at that point, the person who you charge with the crime is going to turn around and share their story. Mm. What happens there is you make that shift to them, which means that you all of a sudden are in total empathy, sharing that story. And then, so they're explaining what happened and why they did this and, and all of that. And then you forgive them. And the tones, the, the tones can tell if you're forgiving too. And then, and then you, you kind of talk to the judge and see if it was complete, but basically you go through this process and there's some people who've done some things that I couldn't, you know, took a while to do the process and it didn't work at first. <laughs> you know? okay, yeah. so this may take some time, um, but I can always tell when I need to do it because I have a lot of emotional charge around something. So just check in with yourself. As Mary Morrissey says, notice what you're noticing. And if you notice you got a lot of charge, you have some work to do around that. Not, and this is again, like you're not calling them and saying, hey, I forgive you. You're working through this to take the emotion out to forgive them. Yeah. This is for you. Yeah. And that's the important thing. And that brings you into pay a place where you can experience that peace that surpasses all understanding, right? It's like, oh man, I'm not emotionally charged around this. Um, mm -hmm. I can talk about this without, you know, 
you know, crawling yes. to my knees and, you know, right. this, that's a process or getting angry or furious or hateful. And, and that's freedom. That's true freedom. Such freedom. Cause yeah. I think, and I doubt I'm alone in this. Um, as I started to go through these forgiveness things, you go deeper into it, you charge the person and then you get to the next person and the next person, you're peeling the onion of people and in the middle of the onion, there are you, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, and I think for most of us, you know, one of the things Kay, the mentor said to me is when you've got, whenever you're pointing your finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And so often, you know, we're upset with someone else, but the reality is we're upset with us. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you really go through that forgiveness and then you forgive the most important person in your life, which better be you, then you really have peace. I love it. I love it. So I love these three sets. I have wrote it down. So we're really going to, our thoughts create things, right? Our thoughts create our reality. That's really important. So the only limitations are the limitation of our mind. Number one, number two, gratitude, a practice that I do as well every morning before I usually open my eyes and definitely before I get out of bed. It's a practice that has sustained me and is so critical to a peaceful, healthier, intentional day. And then third, forgiveness, a constant act, a process, a um, uh, you know, introspection into where, maybe where haven't we really let go or dealt with or forgiven and handle these emotions. Again, not easy, right? Not easy. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think the, the more we kind of retell, retell the story and look at it from another, another viewpoint, like we have to do in relationships, right? Look at right. It from their point of view. Um, whatever the situation that we can release that tension, that energy, that angst with that. So this is, this is powerful, JJ, any, um, uh, what would you like to leave our audience with? You know, I can talk to you for hours and I have girlfriend time with you soon. I can't wait, but, um, what else would you like to leave our audience with today? So here's the final line to keep with you. And this is one that Kay said that, gosh, I kept repeating to myself as I was going through all of this with Grant, she always said, don't wish it was easier. Make yourself stronger. Ooh, I like that. Don't wish it was easier. Make yourself stronger. Mm. How has this changed your life, JJ, and other areas now? Um, first off, when you go through this, as you'll attest to, when you go through what are some of the most challenging things in life, it makes most of life look like it's the easiest thing ever. Like I, I look at what will upset most people and i have it didn't even i didn't it didn't even register on my screen it was like a little blip right so it truly does increase your capacity um, and increase your resilience but it also just increases your gratitude and just your gratefulness like like every day when i'm with my i see my husband and i see my kids and i'm with my dog i'm like oh my god you know you just you look at life so differently you hear about life being short but until you go through something where you lose someone so so dear to you or nearly do you don't really understand that you know on that that deep level so it's just really changed how i look at how i approach life what's important and these four steps are really critical because that is the exercise of resilience, the exercise of mindset, creating that mindset. And in your book, The Warrior Mom, everyone, you guys got to get JJ's book, The Warrior Mom. It is a fabulous book. She talks about 
this, her journey and these steps and other concrete steps. I mean, I know JJ will tell you, she spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching <laughs> as well <laughs> over the years and, and is our, you know, just an amazing mentor to so many of us in, in the health and wellness space, entrepreneurial space, to be able to tell our stories in an authentic way to help others. I mean, I don't think I'd be showing up the way I show up if it wasn't, wasn't for your mentorship in so many ways, JJ. So I want to thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Appreciate All right. it. Thank you. All right, everyone, jjvirgin.com. Check out her website and her book, Warrior Mom. That is a gifting book as well as a must read. Thank you all for being part of the Girlfriend Doctor community and sharing this Girlfriend Doctor show with your friends and loved ones and on your social media. Be sure to tag me. I love checking in with you and seeing what you guys are doing. So if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel and wherever you're listening to this and Podcast Attic, iTunes, iHeartRadio, let me know. Be sure to give us a review and I look forward to seeing you on the next show. Thank you guys. See you soon. 